0: Hello and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team As always, you are joined by myself, Drew, and my colleague, Phil Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week, he's gone fishing Anyway, on with the show Philip, how are you-up?
1: Ah, See, we're still trying to find that rhyme One day, we've got this four-week break coming up, we'll we'll find out uh, We'll get rhyme. We'll think of a rhyme Uh, I'm well, thank you Uh, Drew, how are you? See, it just naturally it's works easy. for me. It just works. Just like that. Just is. I'm good.
0: I am I am very good in spite of a very frustrating match this evening. We still go home with the trophy. I am, of course, talking about State of Origin, up the Mighty Blues. Absolutely. And yeah, um, I, I'm quite certain we would have had a win tonight if it weren't for an absolute horrific case of theft a win was stolen from us by those filthy heathens up north and by just pure poor reffing Uh,
1: absolutely um look i I know a lot of queenslanders say always oh whenever the blues lose it's because of the refs it's always the refs' fault No, no that's not not the case that's not true like Queensland have been the better team throughout the last what twelve years or so. like dead set. they they have been. but there's there's been a lot of cases where if it's close, those close calls have gone against us. And sure, I understand that, well, if you if you don't want it to come down to those calls, put yourself in a better position. absolutely. but but for a lot of the time, we have been in those in those situations where're desperate. We're desperately trying to hang on or desperately trying to break for a lead or something like that. And colds that are fifty fifty have gone against us on a lot of times. Like, there's there is no doubt about that. They have. Um and and look looking at this game, I know that we'd wrapped up the series and I know that it would be very nice if, you know, Shaw Queensland had a little bit of um something for themselves, but no, absolutely not. I, I want Queensland to lose 3-0 to New South Wales who were the better team across the entire series. Um, exactly. And and to look at this game, there are a couple of, of calls, very contentious calls, that I thought were were garbage. There, there were some... a number
0: of calls that were blatantly wrong. A- absolutely. And...
1: But oh, there just... there were also there were there were calls that were to the rule but I think show that the rule is bullshit. Um, yes. A, a case of that, for example, was was late late in the game, New, New South Wales trying to uh, kick for some ground on the fifth tackle, uh, kick the ball down the field to, to regain some, some space and relieve the pressure when Queensland get the ball. Um, and the ball was kicked and tapped the Queensland player's hand, which made it deflect and go straight out. And I... I understand that's the rule, that it was a charge down, not a play at the ball by the Queensland player. But the fact that it went out then meant that Queensland got a scrum and got the ball handed to them at that mark there, which meant that they were 10 metres away from New South Wales' line. Had the Queensland player not been there, it wouldn't have gone out. Like, it was because it came off the Queensland player that went out. And I think that shows the injustice to that rule, not to New South Wales there, but in that rule, that it's not fair that the other player... Oh, I didn't play at the ball. I just I tapped it, but I wasn't playing at it, so therefore it's not my my fault. It's not my bad well, if you weren't there, the ball wouldn't have gone out had there not been interference, it wouldn't have gone there so i I don't think that that's a fair thing. I think it needs to be a replay the mark re- replay the the ball from where it was from that mark or something I like f- that because that's not that's not fair to put the pressure back on like that's not at all. Where's the fairness uh, in that?
0: There, There is none, because how do, you, how do you call... Obviously, this has come from interference, but how do you call whether or not it was intentional? Because mm. if it was, then, oh, you know, I'll just make sure I tap the ball out, and then we'll get the ball again. Mm. It, it, it,
1: <laughs> or claim I was making a tackle. Like, the player was, in this case, making a tackle. Fair fair call. Yes. But, yep. but who's to say that next time there's one where someone goes... Oh, were they making a tackle or were they going for the ball? they just turn around and say, no, I wasn't going for the ball. Of course I was making a tackle. Like I was the defender and I was trying to make the tackle. Of course I was. And you can't argue against that. You can't say, oh, but I don't believe... Well, prove it otherwise. And you can't. So it's this impossible situation where the person with the ball who is in attack is suddenly in the wrong whatever they do. And that's not fair. That's Where's the... Where's the advantage to having the ball? That's bullshit. So that that's I think a a weird issue there. But of course, as we saw throughout the game, there were several calls that were total horseshit against New South Wales. Um, And if you're a Queenslander, of course you're going to say, "Yeah, well, sour grape." But no, no, like come on, like there were some bullshit calls. It was was absolutely ridiculous. That 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 linesman. Yeah. uh, so I, on, on Facebook, obviously, as you do, you fire up and go on Facebook to vent yep. and comment on all the forums. Um, and I made that comment. I said, well, hang on. The the flag marshal put his flag up before one, the ball had gone out and two, a player had even gone out. He batted the ball back in and they brought it back and said, no, no, it was out. So it's a Queensland ball and it's a scrum. And so I said, that's bullshit. That wasn't a fair call. And then one of the Queensland fans said, oh, no, but it had been ruled... A knock on beforehand, and that's why it was a scrum. No, it wasn't. It was not a knock on or a forward pass or anything. It was the ball went out. It wasn't out, so it was just an incorrect call. There's no. Excuse but they, but they ran it.
0: with it. They exactly ran with it.
1: They even on watching it on replay, or even the commentators were like, "Well, that wasn't out at all." But then it was no. Nah, it doesn't matter. Queensland get the ball back, and I can't remember if it was off of that play or the following one where Queensland then got a try based off of it. Which just compounds the fact that that's bullshit. You can't, you can't take advantage or give advantage to someone when there's been an incorrect call by the referees. That's not a fair game. I know that that's just sometimes how it goes and sometimes you get the advantage, sometimes you don't. Like I said before, more often than not, the calls don't go New South Wales call. There were two weird scrums throughout that game that I noticed that were just ridiculous. And I was like, why is it a... Why is it... A, a, okay, again, when New South Wales were defending off their line, the Queenslander... A Queenslander kicked the ball as the attacking player. Kicked the ball. It nailed New South Walesman in the face. And the ball then, because it bounced off his face, ricocheted in front of him. So he grabbed the ball. And then they said, oh, no, no, his, Because he's grabbed the ball, it's he's offside, so it's Queensland's ball. So there's the... the now it's showing that the defensive player, the New South Welshman, is in the wrong because the balls nailed him in the face, whereas at the other end of the field where the New South Welshman is the one with the ball and kicks it, he's in the wrong because it didn't hit the Queenslander in the face and it hit his hand instead and it went out and it didn't land in a way that he could he could catch it. So yeah, it was the same situation where both sides, New South Wales, was the loser when they were both the attacker and the defender. So it's kind of like, well, that's bullshit like that's not fair where's the fairness in that like who's like how is it um james maloney the player how is it his fault that the ball falconed him right in the face like wait so that's that's his fault that it didn't tap his hand and bounce out that's stupid that's a shit rule so you know it's yeah it's a bit that's what's annoying it's when these 50 50 calls have more often than not gone against the New South Wales team where we then say it's because of the refs that we lose. Because we're pissed off at the fact that it's more often than not going against us. Not because Queensland have won because they're the better team. I I have no problem that and I'll have no problem bagging New South Wales for being the worst team. It's when New South Wales lose because these half and half calls have gone against us. That's what's annoying. That's what makes it infuriating for the last, what, since 2005 or something like that.
0: At least. And it just seemed inconsistent with game one and game two. It felt like a completely different beast tonight. And I, d- I don't know. It- have a look at the stats. By the time you hit halftime, when New South Wales is in the lead, when they have had possession, what, 30% of the game, I think? They'd only had possession 30% of the first half. Hang on, I've got the stats. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the end of the first half, we've got possession for Queensland at 64 and New South Wales at 36.
1: Like how the hell is that? And and to think about the fact that in the second half, in the end of the first half, we got those two tries just at the death there. Yep. And you look at the stats, it's just completely topsy-turvy. It doesn't make sense, the stats versus the score. But here's the
0: interesting one. Penalties. Queensland,
1: five. New South Wales, one. Mm. Like where's the, where's where's that? And I know that in game one oh, that I'd... the that Queensland only had the one. But if you think about game one, game one was completely different. The dynamic was completely different. There was a, it was a lot smoother of gameplay. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I just it doesn't marry up at all, and I, I don't know. And and again, it's my issue with it is that. In game one, things were more clear-cut. I know that I'm New South Wales, obviously, I'm biased for New South Wales, but at the same time, I try to be as diplomatic as I can because a game's bullshit or boring if someone's just almost cheating their way through in uh, their, their way through. Mm. In in this game, again, it's those fifty-fifty calls. When the 50-50 calls go against you, or you don't see the consistency. For example, New South Wales got a couple of penalties against them for holding players down too long. Fair, that's no problem. But it's the fact that it wasn't repaid, and then New South Wales didn't get the same penalties for being held down. And in fact, penalty went against us when a player then milked the fact that they were being held down. And they were like, well, you didn't call blow the whistle earlier enough. No, the refs have said, yeah, well, you milked it. Like, come on. Like, you can't do that. You can't have a different ruling for the same thing. That's what's annoying. And that's why it it annoys us. And that's why, despite the fact that in game one, we know that Queensland only had one penalty against them. Yes, but they weren't 50-50 calls going against you. It was blatantly obvious things going against you. It's the 50-50 ones that always go against you, give you the shits. And that's what happens.
0: What was that ridiculous dive that called the ref over and took away our try? Yeah, yeah. What on earth was that? Did you see Brad Fitler's face when that happened? (laughs) Yeah,
1: he was completely shocked. Just Just gaping mouth. Just oh, what?
0: Half the crowd went silent because no one understood it.
1: No, he tripped. He tripped on his
0: feet, fell forward, and somehow they got the ball. Mm. How did that work? They didn't have the ball to begin with.
1: We did. Yeah, it's it's again. It's the 50-50 calls when they go against you. It just... It's too much. I want to know how much that ref shits. was being paid. No. No. This is... Well...
0: It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was embarrassing to watch.
1: Was it... Is it Gerard Sutton or is it Bernard Sutton? I don't I can't remember his name. I don't remember. But it's its funny. After... or oh, before game one. So there's... I can't remember the ref's names because I don't care about the refs very much. But... Um, <laughs> but there was a ref who was comfortably the best referee in rugby league even i would agree like he's doing a fantastic job very very fair i think matt checken uh his name is doing an excellent job um then there's the referee boss bernard sutton um and then his brother who's a referee uh gerard sutton. <laughs> something about this stupid weird family where they're weird looking people um <laughs> they're they're looking involved, there. to be honest um and bernard and gerard Ugh. Jesus, come off it. Anyway, so Matt Checkin's doing an amazing job. Does he get picked to be the ref for Origin 1? No, 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 no. They give it to his brother. Bernard gives it to his brother, Gerard, to be the ref. Of course. because, Because he's doing a much better job. He's a much fairer ref. Gerard Sutton is one of the most biased, useless, awful, blind referees I've ever seen in rugby league. Yep. I don't care that New South Wales won the, the, the penalty count. It doesn't matter. He's a shit ref. Mm. I hate him. He's crap at what he does. And he keeps getting picked because of his brother. It's just biased. You can't have your brother as your boss. Stupid. Very stupid.
0: It doesn't work, especially in a field like this, where so much relies on being unbiased. You, you can't have a bias
1: within a company... For referees. No. It's- well, Rugby League's got this issue in general, or National Rugby League uh, here in Australia has got this, this issue of bias. Uh, and um, in fact, Australian sport in general has this issue with the, the, the fine line between where it's an entertainment vehicle and when it's an, uh, a sport um, and what the integrity of the game. So they, again, if we look at Billy Slater got man of the match, oh, sorry, man of the series my mistake he got man of the series billy slater retired from origin football this was his last game for origin football yeah and so queensland won this game and billy slater got man of the series billy slater didn't play game one if you don't play all three games you don't get you're not eligible for man of the series why would he win it but he won it man of the series i like Oh, come off it. Like, I know it's a fairy tale finish. Queensland won the game, they lost the series. Queensland won the game, um, and Billy Slater's man of the series. But no, I'm- let's not completely dilute the, the um, quality or the importance of this medal by giving it to someone that doesn't deserve it just because they're retiring. That's just. A joke. And that's all it that's is ridiculous. because
0: he has had no form of notable performance this year in Origin.
1: No, even in this game, he had I think three good runs. Yeah, he almost had a try, but that's it. Game two, he got shut down almost every time he had the ball. He didn't perform. No, he wasn't wasn't player of the series. If anything, if a Queensland player was to get it, it's either Cameron Munster or it is um, Greg Inglis. As much as I thought Greg Inglis was dirty. He riled up his team. He's got his team excited, and he did a fantastic mm. job. And he didn't play in the third game, so he did a better job than Billy Slater, who also only played in two games. Let's not forget. So it let, doesn't even yeah. count.
0: Well, let's not forget Valentine Holmes or Cherry Evans. Oh my goodness!
1: He, yeah, didn't he? Didn't he turn around his uh, or his origin reputation? God, he had a stellar game. Like mm. uh, so, basically, his issue if you're not if you don't follow rugby league. He um, was, at the time when he was a lot younger, mm. he was seen to be the future of the Queensland team or the future number seven for the Queensland team um, a star. Massive star. Everyone's, like, on board with him. Um, as it turns out, in the few series that he played, Queensland, or the games that he played, he, Queensland performed poorly. Um, he hogged the ball. And unlike New South Wales, when we had bull hogs, we don't anymore, thankfully, but when we did have bull hogs, we gave them another go. Queensland went, you're a bull hog, you're not playing again, and didn't give him the ball. Um, then there was a little bit of fiasco behind him leaving the team that he was with and signing for a new team instead, um, a Queensland team. Uh, and then he decided, oh, actually, I'm going to backflip on that decision because the team that I was with is now offering me a lot more money than you did. So he cancelled his contract despite the fact it was already signed. Um, So Queensland again said, well, you're not ever going to be picked because we don't trust you as a player. You're not a standout person. You're a dickhead, basically. And Queensland have a no dickheads policy, which is what a lot of teams are now doing, and it works. So uh, he, he wasn't to be picked again, but now they're in a situation where they didn't really have anyone else to pick, so he was picked for it. And he's done an amazing job at turning around his reputation in one game alone. He did an amazing job at being a team player and sharing the load and giving others the opportunity. So yeah, he did a great job for sure.
0: He did. It, look, it was entertaining to watch and it was edge of your seat kind of game, mm. but a lot of that was for the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and look, at pressure game or a tight game is always very entertaining don't get me wrong i i know that i am completely aware of that but when you're put in a situation like that because of fabricated or false reasons then it's not real it's like it's not fair to be under that pressure to try and catch back up to something when you shouldn't be in that situation to begin with again i'm calling these Mm. these shit 50 50 calls going against us the reason for New South Wales having to play catch-up or having to to um, push a lot harder than they need to. I mean, you can see at the end of the game, both teams were completely knackered, probably more so New South Wales anyway, because they'd spent the first half defending so hard and using so much of their energy. So, you know, it's... Yeah. Close games are great, don't get me wrong. Close games are better when your team wins. But close games are even better when it's a genuine 50-50 performance. Not probably a sixty-five percent to you know thirty-five percent and only like that because of an outside influence.
0: That's the problem. There was too much outside mm. influence.
1: Absolutely, um, and this one one other thing that annoys me about this kind of Billy Slater show was the entire pre-game ceremony was about Billy Slater. And him leaving, and the retiring Queensland players. Okay, it's played in Queensland, fair enough. But this is a three-game series between two teams. Doesn't matter where you where the third game's playing. If it happens to be in Queensland, it happened been in, being Queensland. But the fact that it was all centered around Queensland, the fact that when New South Wales got the trophy, they went to a commercial break. The fact that after the game, a lot of the pre-show stuff was about Billy Slater and him being on the shoulders of these. Like, okay, he's retiring. Cool. But New South Wales have won the series here. Why the hell are you not showing that? Like, what the hell is going on? And it almost reminds me of, here I am as a Bulldog supporter, 2014 Rugby League Grand Final. It was South (laughs) Sydney versus the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, And the Rabbitohs had their little, um, the better team. They were. They were going to win regardless. They were the better team. No doubt about that, they were. Yep, yep. Bulldogs had finished 7th for the year Rabbitohs had finished 1st, and then it was found out before the Grand final that they were actually having these uh, little um, energy strips, which they decided uh, they're not really in the spirit of the rules, so next year they're banned, but feel free to keep using them for this year. It, like It's okay, but we'll ban them next year, which automatically should send red flags out, but no, it didn't. No one thought anything of it. I thought it was bullshit, but no one did. No one else did. Um, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> that was total Garbage. They found out before the
0: game and they still let them use them for the game.
1: Yeah, and they decided next year we'll ban them. Well, how about you ban them now so they don't use it again if you think they're an unfair advantage? Don't let them use it in the game. But anyway, they let them use them in the game, so whatever. Um, (laughs) The stadium was essentially 95% um, well, probably about 70% Rabbitoh supporters and 10% Bulldogs supporters, and the other 20% was people that don't give a shit but. Oh, let's support Rabido's because they haven't won it in a long time. They've won it more than anyone else. They don't need the extra support, okay? Then we look at the pregame show, which I was at the game, so I saw the pregame show. It was almost as if they'd already won it. They were like, oh, last time Rabido's played in a grand final, back when um, Neanderthals ro- roamed the bloody planet... um, we had this bell that would chime out before the grand final. Hasn't been used since, but because the Rabbitohs were there, they're like, let's, let's do that. Let, let's just have that as our, our celebration. Um, earlier in the year, the Bulldogs had been versing another team, and we had that team. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I think it was during one of the final. Semif- I think it was the game before the grand final. Um, Bulldogs had versed a team, and they took about 10 minutes to come out onto the ground. So the Bulldogs were standing around doing sweet FA out on the field, Doing nothing, like just standing there, waiting for this other team to come out, and they finally came out. Nothing was done about it, no problem. Here we are in the grand final, Channel 9 takes about 4 hours, and the game goes about 6 hours into delayed uh, scheduling, waiting for the game to start. Not really, I'm obviously over-exaggerating. Um, waiting for the game to start, really late, not as the TV guides or the game time says it's meant to start. Anyway, the Bulldogs take 2 minutes longer to come out on the field. Rabbitohs not on the field yet, just waiting for the Bulldogs to come out on the field. So no one was at a disadvantage here. Bulldogs get fined fifty thousand dollars for being late to the field. The Rabbitohs come out, the whole ground cheers. Rabbitohs go in and win the game. Um, I've not been more pissed off and upset at a grand final. Not so much at my team. My team came from seventh to be in the grand final, did a fantastic job, mm. and lost. But for the rugby league to make the whole thing about the opposition team before minute had even been played about the game for my team to be fined $50,000 for taking two minutes when channel nine took about 20 minutes before they decided, okay, now we can get to the field and start the game. Like what the hell is going on? This hasn't happened before that the bias and the bullshit around the theatrics again, is an entertainment or is it something else? Like fuck off. It's, It's meant to be 50-50, and when the sport gets behind it or the the business gets behind it and decides, no, it's not 50-50, it's going to be weighted in the other team's favor, it gives me the shits because that's not fair. And sure, everyone will say, shoot me down and say, well, nah, you're just being bitter. Well, of course you're going to say that because your team won and my team lost, and I'm pissed off because you can't see what happened because why does it affect you? It doesn't affect you. You won, so you don't care. Well, I didn't win, so I saw it, and that's not fair. But that's sport. That's rugby league. That's why that's, rugby league pisses me off. It's sometimes.
0: it's not sport. It's just rugby league in Australia, thanks mm. to um, Murdoch and his grubby mm. money that went into it.
1: Mind you, V8 supercars do it as well. My favourite motorsport. They do it as well. They 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 play so much into just being entertaining rather than a sport like if a race is going to be boring it's going to be boring you can't do anything to influence that and you shouldn't mm. but they'll call a safety car out if there's like a leaf on the track and be like oh well it's dangerous no it's not you just want the safety car to come out so that everyone's line astern and like close up that you're just doing that for entertainment after the race the cars are loud like you can't hear yourself think when you're standing next to them so you can't hear the crowd cheer at all. Yet at the at the races... Sorry, when you're watching it on TV, you hear the, the crowd cheering, and it's always the sound, same cheer, and then there's one random, like, whistle throughout there. Wolf whistle kind of thing yeah. that happens. Yep. And I wonder why that happens. Oh, that's right. It's because it's canned applause that they decide to play over the the cars. Like, what the hell are you doing? You're just bullshitting the sport here. And, and yeah, so Australian sport has a real habit all the different disciplines all the different categories have an issue with falsifying results and falsifying the story all in the name of entertainment and that's not right that's not what sport is sport isn't a soap opera sport is a sport so yeah yeah but anyway new south wales won (laughs)
0: yes we did (sighs) yes we did and about time too
1: about time so four years since the last time we won one Four years. And I was at the last time we won one.
0: You were indeed. And again,
1: the last time we won a game or won the series, it was as as a result of the New South. Uh, sorry, as the uh, Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs halves um, leading us to, to victory. That was back when, even though Jared Hayne was a bullhog and pretty useless, he got. Uh, and <laughs> pretty he got, useless. Uh, he was pretty much useless. He got. Um, said to be the driving force behind New South Wales' win that time. Jared Hayne did nothing in that game. All of Jared Hayne's biggest input into that game that New South Wales won the last series was he grabbed the ball with about 10 seconds to go on the clock and ran it into touch and then ran and jumped into the crowd and like got hugged by everyone. That was Hain, Jared Hayne's influence in that game. The Bulldogs' halves' influence was they scored the winning try and then scored the conversion and then... Helped dictate the team around to defend for the whole game, and we won. Yeah, that was it. So, I don't know, but anyway, everyone loves Jared Hain.
0: Well, eh.
1: well, not anymore. Sorry, no one likes him now. Everyone sees him for what he is a lazy, slow, ball hogging failure <laughs> that's never won a premiership and never will. Well, and we'll probably have another dream to play some other sport next week. Something I'll, like that. I
0: could picture him becoming a
1: golfer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. He'll have a dream for that. You could see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it means he doesn't. He Oh, he gets to. No, actually, he'd be a terrible golfer because you go and pick the ball up and just say, no, it's mine. And hog it.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's perfect for a ball hog. He gets his own little ball all to himself.
1: And he gets to use the golf stick. Get out. I just wanted to say that. I knew you'd. I knew you'd do it, fun. but I hoped you wouldn't. <laughs> of course I would. No, of course I will. It's a golf stick.
0: People, you know, people, you... please write in and and correct Philip on the correct well, terminology,
1: can... which is golf club. Don't say I'm not going to the club. <laughs> well, I don't want to be in this club. Okay, I want to use the stick to hit the ball. I don't want to sit there and eat sandwiches in some. Or have a beer in the the clubhouse. Oh my goodness. So yeah, use the golf stick. Uh. There's the putting stick and there's the driving stick and then there's the chip stick.
0: It's called a driver.
1: No, uh, not the caddy.
0: Yeah. It's annoying because you do know. You know enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Driver, it's interesting here, there's a... Also known as a wood, except they're not really made of wood anymore. <sighs> Who would? And then you've got your putter and your pitching wedge. Yep, all these different golf sticks. And the caddy, you can have a human caddy, or you can have the, the little caddy that you stick the golf bag on and you pull it around everywhere. Then mm. there's the the buggy, which
1: you can drive around. It's interesting. Lots of people refer to the buggy as the caddy because on Grand Theft Auto, it's called the caddy. But it's not. People, You're not correct. It's not a caddy. It's a buggy. It's not. It's a buggy. Yeah. Golf golf cart. Golf buggy. Yeah, or a golf cart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um. But yeah, no, different golf sticks. It's all interesting. And the clubhouse and then... we am going to take
0: you out for a game of golf.
1: I'm not good at it. I've never played it. I go to the golf driving range sometimes and I'm not very good at that either. I haven't played for over ten years, so <laughs> I would I would definitely want to be wearing a checkered jumper. Woollen jumper. Have a as if you
0: wouldn't wear a vest. <laughs> No, I'd vest. wear a vest. In.
1: I'd I'd wear a checkered vest with like a white shirt or like a light blue shirt underneath it. Collared, pants, collared shirt. Yeah, collared shirt, white pants. I think, um, Go- or or something like that. And with uh, golfing shoes, golf white golfing shoes. And an old man cap. I'd want to wear an old man cap with a light blue pom pom on top of it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That is dead set. If I don't get to wear the uniform, I'm not going. I need to look absolutely the part, like the most professional, traditional golf player in the world and be awful at it. (laughs) This is brilliant. I think we're going to have to
0: go clothes shopping before we go golfing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, done. Easy. Happy to. This will be great. So we'll we'll do a 90s um, montage while we do that. I love it. We'll do it when you get back from your
0: respective trips.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a plan Mm. over our summer. Sounds like a great Summer match. golfing. I like it. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, speaking of golf, speaking of rugby league, speaking of car racing, there's lots of sport on at the moment. I know it's a very sport centric episode and I apologise for those that don't like it, but I promise this isn't necessarily about the sports. This is about sport, this next topic. And that is that there's a lot of sports on this. There's th- so view.
0: much sport going on. And the tennis. There's-
1: Let's not forget the tennis. Uh, there's, there's, so we've got State of Origin we've got Rugby League, we've got AFL, we've got the Supercars, we've got 1 we've got uh, Wimbledon we've got the Tour de France and we've got the FIFA World Cup they are the big boppers at the moment and wow like geez, we're seeing some phenomenal performances um, throughout I mean FIFA World Cup I don't really care about because I don't like people falling over all the time um, we've got uh, <laughs> being paid to do it <laughs> being paid to do no sorry being paid and rewarded for falling over I can't stand that so I don't watch that shit um, we've got the Tour de France on at the moment again people always say oh why would you watch that I because it's interesting it is like, interesting I, know, I, I understand that sure there's they show beautiful French countryside and it looks amazing and there's people in Lycra and they're all over the road and there's no cars on the road yep, yep. Absolutely, that's correct. Because these people are riding currently... I'm watching it right now because, of course, we record on Wednesday nights. Um, I'm watching it right now, and they're going over 70 kilometers an hour. There's 52 kilometers to go before the end of the stage. They are a minute and a half in front of the race overall leaders and everything like that. And then there's time gaps. There's 3 minutes 13 back to the third group with the the next group of people in it. Then there's 4 and a half minutes back to the group behind that with... One of the fastest sprinters or fun like stage finishes, and five and a half minutes back to the other favorite for end of stage sprinting, where they head up to almost 100 kilometers an hour. Like it's all about getting the time gaps down and making sure that they're able to catch this group of people running away at the front as fast as they can mm. before the end of the stage. and there's mountains and there's downhill, And they're on push bikes and they're going 70 kilometers an hour as their average cruising speed. Like, that's just... They're humans.
0: That's phenomenal. And
1: they pick it up to to almost 100 kilometers an hour at the end of the stage. Like, these are people that have been riding for four hours most days, sometimes more. And then they're able to just go, oh, let's just turn it up a little bit more and push it a little bit harder. Like, I can't ride at 10 kilometers an hour without going, Oh, I'm knackered here, I need to stop for about an hour. Like how do they do it? <laughs> That's true.
0: I haven't seen you on a bicycle.
1: <laughs> I love bike riding. I really do, but I'm not I'm not very good at it, but I love it. Well it's, really do. it's we, the we passion. We we
0: should go yeah. we should go for a bicycle ride.
1: Mm. We should also go play tennis, because again, Wimbledon is on at the moment and mm. tennis is so much fun. I, get, I know, I know we have versed each other at a briefly um, at your place at time. Um, so, you know. you got to come
0: over more. We'll play some more tennis.
1: Yeah, I know. i got to. Should do it. Bring the rackets around and have another crack. Probably after you get back. Mm-hmm. Done.
0: We keep talking about, about Philip's trips, but guaranteed you will still have your weekly fix of us while he is away.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. We've got um, a series of top 10s coming up for you, as we, we keep mentioning. Um, We've So we'll be going, yeah. th- going to such topics as our top 10 movies. We'll go into our top 10 television shows, our top 10 um, songs. Perhaps top 10 albums, but I don't think I could possibly break that one down. I, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do that. Top 10 Falsy. albums? I,
0: oh, man. I... I haven't even begun to think about how I would, uh, how I would address that, but it'd probably be easier than top 10 artists.
1: I don't think so. I think albums are, uh, harder. It's because it's
0: not just creating a top 10, it's having to order them as well.
1: Yeah. Which is. Which again, it again, I you got to be ruthless. And even though you love this stuff, and there's not really a need for doing it, yeah, it's it's interesting to do. It's it's good fun actually thinking about the top ten movies and TV shows because I can do those ones easily. Um, But yeah, trying to break them down, and it's like, all right, what do I? How do I feel about this? What reasons do I have? And what's the criteria? Mm. Once you have the criteria, you just got to play, apply the same thing to everything. And you got to think and remember all this stuff. That's true. Mm. It's tough. But we'll be sure to bring those to you. We will indeed. And then, we'd, of course, we'd love to hear about your top tens once you hear the episodes on the, uh, the Facebook page, of course. Kind the steering team. Of course. Of course. You've got to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, this is... It's an, anyway, it's an interesting time. Interesting time for sport. It's a great time. It's because it's summer in Europe and I would love to be in Europe at the moment or America or something like that for summer over there Mm. because one one year ago, one year ago, today's the 13th, the 12th, today's the 12th, one year ago on the 14th, um, my friend Joey and I were jet setting off to Europe to meet up with our friends in Berlin and start our six week holiday of traveling Europe and America and i'm so sad that i'm here
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe it's been a year already
1: i can't believe it either um of course that's from what what the best thing about that is though and i I say it to my sister is over in europe for a year my other sister's just gone over to uh, europe for um i think a month or a bit a month and a bit um you know I, i i keep saying to them it's that it's that feeling of of getting there and because you're going on a more extended sort of period than like two weeks or something like that or three weeks even, you keep getting to a stage where you're like, oh, my holiday's coming to the end. Oh, hang on. No, it's not. Like, it's really not. And again, the, the fact that Joey and I went from Europe to America, so not only did we have this sadness of leaving each country that we were in, um, the overall European holiday... It was like, oh, okay, no, we've still got, like, half the holiday to go, half the holiday to go, and then less of the holiday to go, and then you start to be a bit sad, and you're like, oh, my holiday's coming to the end. Oh, hang on, no, it's not. I've got America to go, and that's almost for as long. So, yeah, it was it was three weeks in Europe, three weeks in America, I think, or something like that, or just thereabout there or thereabouts. And it was, yeah, it, it was just such a great feeling. And by the end of it, then suddenly you're like, all right, now I'm okay with coming home as much as I don't want to now I'm ready to come home um, but still here I am sitting here and yeah its it's been a year and I want nothing more to be nothing more than to be over there Norway or yeah or even France today watching the Tour de France well you'll be travelling again very very shortly
0: and Absolutely. and in a similar vein you will have your two trips even though they are split apart
1: Mm. yeah true true one to to India and one to the US Uh, next year I think I gotta head back to Europe though I think I gotta go visit Europe again Mm. for how long I don't know but I would very much like to go for an extended period of time
0: yeah I could see that
1: yeah Mm. it's all about the lotto just gotta win the lotto just gotta win that lotto Uh, just deciding life on the lotto that's it you deserve a lotto life I know I do (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's like that guy that won that that my fifty my fifty million dollars in Canberra. How dare he? That was mine. Yeah, some guy in his mid thirties won fifty million dollars and was like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with it." Oh. Well, how about how about you shut up? Because I've planned it down to what I would do that very day that I won it. Like I've planned it out so well.
0: You're going out for macas with it. That's the first thing you do with it.
1: Oh, I'm going to work that day. <laughs> I am. I'm going to work and I'm doing what I normally do. And if someone has an issue with me on that day, <laughs> you tell them to just go away from you because you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a great day.
0: You'll, what a great you'll day. You'll still do a Macca's run. You'll get your nuggets. I, I
1: know you. <laughs> nuggets with my... um. The buffalo sauce. Oh, that buffalo your, sauce. Your new that addiction. Sauce. It is my new addiction that... Such a great source. And all because we wanted that road trip.
0: Yep. So we went on a, a bit of a road trip with our dear friend Svenja the other week. Went down to the Royal National Park late one night after work, just driving about. And on the way home, we swung into a Macca's and they had completely forgotten that we mm. had ordered nuggets and... They they called us into the pull-in bay while they brought the food out to us. They brought everything but the nuggets. We sat there waiting, what, a good 10 more minutes? Yeah, and then someone came out and said, what, what are you waiting for?
1: Well, our food what, what, for what?
0: No, it was, uh, what are you guys doing? We're like, we're waiting <laughs> for our nuggets. Oh. Oh. Runs yeah. back in as fast as he can. And then we look at the rear view mirror and see them all in a scramble inside, going off at each other. You can imagine, oh, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. They, they would have just...
1: Mm. At that stage it's like, it doesn't matter, just get our just bloody food.
0: Now, 20, how do you forget 20 nuggets and two yeah, such a sizable two tubs order. of sauce? How do you forget that? It was the most expensive item in the order.
1: Mm-hmm. But that was phenomenal. I, that just—it's such a great sauce, and it, it yeah, really is. You're, you're right when you said it. It doesn't quite hit that like red alert stage. It's just yeah. It's a great little burn. It's terrific. Uh, I had something like that tonight. I actually had um,
0: some buffalo wings at the pub, and yeah, yum. Very spicy sauce, but the kick didn't last for long, which was nice.
1: That's mm. like uh, when last year we we're Joey and I were in Nashville for the eclipse and uh we had seen this this uh, youtube video of this restaurant where the waitress or the so the wait waiting staff um or wait staff uh insults you they are there to kind of yeah have a go at you it's terrific it's so much fun and you know that they're enjoying themselves because despite the fact they're having a laugh they're kind of saying what all um retail or hospital- hospitality people want to do and have a go at the customers so it's a cool place it's really cool it's called dick's last resort <laughs> and um we were there and yeah we had spicy buffalo wings there and it was really good really good it's good fun oh I want food. that was the last time i had spicy buffalo wings actually i think no no it wasn't it was when we had hooters for your birthday or something i can't remember why yeah
0: we ordered in hooters for dinner yeah. I want to go to Hooters now. Oh, yeah. It's a good place. Soon. Soon we'll do a trip. Mm. Uh I had the... Oh, I had a delicious southern fried chicken burger tonight. Seemed perfectly fitting Very to nice. have with the footy. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Amen. Very nice. Uh... What do I have here? I have, I have one more topic of yes. discussion before we should get to our... Our
0: favorite topic. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: exactly right. Um, and that is, so recently, t- uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The TV show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, celebrated celebrated, celebrated its 20th anniversary in the UK. Uh, Woo. And for that, it's no longer on TV in the UK, but for that, they decided to bring it back in a seven-day special. And they decided to get a special host in and that host was, <clears throat> excuse me, none other than the Grand Tour's Jeremy Clarkson.
0: That would have had you very happy.
1: And yeah, I have I had watched an episode the other night and I watched another episode today. Um, it is so good because he's, despite the fact that he's almost, he's a celebrity, so he's kind of above the general public. He's also actually quite intelligent, but always plays a little bit of a dummy. Um but it's, it's it's it was really good. He did a great job of almost having good banter with the um, the contestants, just niggling them and having some little jabs or jokes with them um, as the show goes. Showing that the show's because it's not a permanent show anymore. It's a little bit more fun. It's a little bit more relaxed. It's a little bit more comical and and just it's a celebration almost of the fact that it is twenty years old. Um, they've also got a cool new or they had a cool new. Lifeline. Remember if you they used to have the lifelines, the mm. Phone a Friend, the Ask the Audience and the Fifty Fifty. Yep. There's a new one on there which is um Ask the Host. And so Jeremy's just like, Don't ask me, I have no idea on this one and then if they ask him, he has to sit there and go, All right, let's work this out together, shall we? And they think about it and they try to come up with the answer and it's it's really good. It it's it's really nice to watch. I almost miss old Who Wants to be a Millionaire with Eddie McGuire is the host on a Monday night and it was like, what, an hour-long show or something like that. It was good. A really good show. Great to watch. And now it's Hot Seat and I don't give a shit about it at all because it's just such a joke.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of Hot Seat. I try. I really try. But it's just...
1: uh, It's painful viewing, isn't it? Mm, Like, some of the fun was watching someone try and work it out, even if they didn't know. Just going through all their memories and thinking about it and all their knowledge and thinking about it. Yeah. Yet with Hot Seat, it's... You have a minute to answer. Well, who the hell can answer something that they don't know about in a minute? Like
0: I don't find it yeah. fun. It's no. it's no longer fun.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. So, you know. It used to be a great show. And also the famous Lock It In, Eddie.
0: Lock It In, Eddie. That phrase is still it, used.
1: Yeah. In the UK and in the US, it's Final Answer. But here it's Lock It In. Lock It In. Lock it in, Eddie. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Good stuff. I miss it. But yeah, it's a great show. Good to watch it again with Jeremy Clarkson as the host. It's really good. Um, Yeah, good fun. Good. Uh, Just quickly, one of my favorite comments on the show was once there's someone that was sitting on 8,000 pounds and he was like, "Um, I'm not sure of the answer. Look, you know what? I might have to just take the money and walk away with the 8,000. And Jeremy Clarkson was like, okay, we'll have a think about it. Have a think about it. I mean, it, you know, if if you do want to take the money, it, you know, it might be nice to, you know, that means you get to settle with your eight thousand dollars, not eight thousand pounds, and uh, we get to get the next next contestant out, who hopefully has a little bit of general knowledge, because <laughs> the guy just had no idea; he was just <laughs> floundering at every single question. So hopefully, yeah, he has a just, bit again, of general knowledge. <laughs> yeah, just these little, just these little jabs at the contestants. It's good fun. It's really good to watch. <laughs> Um, anyway uh, as I am away for the next couple of weeks um, we'll have some pre-recorded episodes for you um, I mean they're always pre-recorded they're never live but you know what I mean um, of course when we get back we'd love to have people on the show and if, if you'd like to be on the show if you like what you hear if you want to change the what you, change what you hear if you want to dictate the conversation and bring in some topics for us to discuss we'd love to have you here Be the, um, be the
0: change you want to hear in the show Exactly.
1: Uh, Write to us on our Facebook page, Kent and the Steering Team, or speak to one of us in person if you know us uh, or if you see us. Uh, Happy to hear what you have to say and happy to have you on the show. Of course, if you are on the show, it means that you may potentially, well, will, especially if it's your first time on the show, uh, be (laughs) awarded the Sick Kent of the Week. And that brings us on to that segment, the Sick Kent of the Week.
0: Now, while you've probably not been wondering who should win, I did give it a little bit of thought.
1: I've given it a little bit of thought as well, but no, I'd love to hear your thought. I I th- thought I
0: think there's a a New South Wales team that has won state of origin tonight that could be deserving.
1: I was kind of going the same way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Were you thinking I of think a particular so. player or were you happy to award uh, the team?
1: Uh I was thinking of a particular coach, but um,
0: Oh, I I'm I'm on board there.
1: Yeah yeah mm-hmm. or do we give it to the team coach I, or team I feel
0: like both possibly could get it
1: okay let's let's you know what here we go this week's second of the week uh, is the New South Wales State of Origin team and their fantastic change um, in coach with uh, Brad Fittler what an amazing job he's done he brought in the youngest and the largest change to an Origin team uh, I think New South Wales has ever seen yep and come straight out of the box uh, with a whole new attitude and a whole new dynamic and a new thought thought process. Um, and a win in two games. And won it, won it straight out of the box. So that's a fantastic job. So, yeah, I'd like, I, I would think that him and the New South Wales State of Origin team would be this week's winners.
0: I'd like to see him negotiating his pay rise.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah do you think he'll win it in one. do you think
0: he'll take on coaching a team as well or if he'll just stick with origin?
1: um well, he coached the roosters. Do you remember
0: He did didn't he?
1: Mm. so the roosters dropped their their coach um I can't remember who it was, but they weren't performing, and uh they they needed change so. Midway through the season, they dropped the coach and they hired Brad Fittler.
0: Was that when? And, was that this season though?
1: No, no, no. That was that was like 2012 or something like that. Um, and then did a fantastic job, and they they won as an interim coach. Uh, they won like four games on the trot or something like that, and. Recovered their season by a long way and were prepared for a whole new season ahead. And I think he coached into the new season. Mm. And then at the end of that season, they decided like they kind of lost their spark or something like that or something happened or they just had another poor season based on the, 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 the team selection that they'd been stuck with from the previous coach. So then uh Freddie Fitless decided he, uh that was it and um, left coaching teams. So he's not coached since besides coaching the uh, Lebanon team to a fantastic result in the uh, Rugby League World Cup last season or earlier this year, even. Um, and, yeah, it's what I think got him the role.
0: Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah
1: so yeah he's done a fantastic job completely different attitude uh, different mindset for the players um instilled this idea that you guys are selected based on the fact that you guys are already fantastic players so we don't need to work on that what we need to work on is the way you guys interact with each other and work together mm. um and you know brought in yoga and um relaxation and mind calming all that sort of stuff um uh, yeah completely different kind of attitude of oh we're the underdogs we never win we need to win guys work harder we need to work harder less of that more of you guys are already good let's just build on that Nurt- kind of nurturing so did- them exactly he did an amazing job with a very young team uh, a lot of people that are very very strong uh, performers and who we're looking to for the future as well so yeah he'd done well so is the team congratulations well done Mm, exactly. That just about does it then, uh, Mr. Drew. It does. It? it
0: wraps us up for another week.
1: Mm. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Right. I can,
0: I can hear Mr. Quads chiming in already.
1: Ah, yeah, there he is, of course. Um, yeah, quite, quite uh, obnoxious song this is. Loud and rambunctious. Uh, of course, there'll be a new song next week. I'm trying to decide whether the ones that uh, I'm away for whether they have an old uh, classic um, or whether they have a continue the theme of three songs, then something different. But anyway, he's still going. I'm sorry, DJ Quads. Jesus. We're getting there. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. Anyway, um, till next time. Yep. It's been great, Mr. Drew. It has. And, uh, yep. Yeah.